0: Last Monday, I met with my priest support group down in Bothell. I, like many priests, find it important to be part of a priest support group because of the unique nature of priestly life. In western Washington, for example, there are 5.6 million people, but only 300 priests, which can make a guy feel odd and lonely. So we find it helpful to get together monthly with other priests to talk about our lives and our struggles and to keep each other on the path to holiness. In my group, we have a checklist against which we evaluate our month. On my checklist, I hold myself to the requirements of the Church as well as some additional, very helpful spiritual best practices. Praying my breviary, saying Mass daily, living healthy chastity, praying for an hour each day, going to confession, and going to spiritual direction. When I was first ordained, I struggled especially with praying for an hour each day and going to spiritual direction. But thanks be to God, I have gotten fairly consistent in meeting my commitments. However, in addition to going through the checklist it is important to me to talk about the movements of my prayer and where I am in my relationship with Jesus. Some guys prefer to talk about these things exclusively with their spiritual director, but I'm generally not shy about sharing and would rather get multiple opinions rather than just one. So this month, I shared with my group about my continued struggles with prayer and some recent insights that I had had about where these struggles might be coming from. I shared that I had been reflecting on a significant period in my life where I felt abandoned by God, and that this trauma was likely not healed and might still be preventing me from actually trusting the Lord with my heart. And in turn, because I still felt hurt by and cautious around the Lord, I was continually looking for distractions during my holy hour, rather than trying to turn to Jesus and speak to him directly. In other words, my still aching heart was causing me to treat Jesus more like a co-worker than an intimate companion. My group's recommendation to me was something that I already knew, but needed to hear from them. They told me that the only way to heal a relationship is to invest in it, rather than to run from it that whenever I was in the chapel, I needed to try to spend one additional minute in conversation with the Lord before I ran to distractions. If I kept trying to add one minute to whatever I felt capable of, I might eventually be able to sustain a conversation with Jesus for 15, 30, or even 60 minutes at a time. Putting in the small effort to add a minute would slowly teach me to fight back against this desire to run from the Lord. Now, I want to be clear, I don't want to do this. As anyone who has experienced heartbreak can tell you, it is painful to turn back to the one who has hurt you. I do not want to experience the pain of making myself vulnerable to God again. Of course, as a spiritual director, I know my group is right. When our hearts feel hurt or abandoned by God, which is actually very common, the only solution is to turn back to him, not to run from him. And as someone who works with married couples, I know that it can be so easy to let a heartbreak fester and for a relationship to grow cold if we do not face the problem directly and communicate about it. I know that I have a choice between doing the hard work for my relationship with Jesus or saying that everything is fine and resigning myself to a dry and burdensome half-relationship that will never go anywhere. I tell you this partly so that you can understand that priests struggle too, but mostly because it speaks to our second reading from St. Paul. St. Paul is telling the Corinthians that the Jews of the exile went through all of the religious and sacramental motions. They were baptized, and they received spiritual food and drink. And yet, even despite this, they desired evil things and were struck down in the desert. St. Paul's warning to the Corinthians is that, yes, they too have been baptized, and yes, they too have received spiritual food and drink. But if they are not careful, they too will fall into desiring evil things and be struck down. In other words, going through the religious and sacramental motions is not enough because we can still fall away from the Lord. In the context of my story, I could have just stuck with the checklist. I was doing everything that the church required of me and that I required of myself. From an objective perspective, I was being a good priest. But had I stopped there, I would have eventually failed. I would have died in the desert because there was something wrong with my relationship with Jesus— and to leave it unaddressed would have withered my spirit. The choice to bring my struggles to my group was incredibly important because it was a choice to grow rather than to stagnate. This is ultimately a choice that we all face. Any of us can check the boxes and be an objectively good person. Anyone listening to this homily has already checked the very important and very significant box of attending Sunday Mass. And many of us have also taken on daily prayer commitments, sometimes even a daily rosary. These are all good and wonderful boxes to check. But St. Paul warns us that merely checking boxes can still lead to our destruction if we are not also working to grow. Brothers and sisters in Christ, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't really care if you are a horrible sinner or an exemplary saint. I don't really care exactly how many boxes you are or are not checking. Instead, I care so much more about your spiritual trajectory. Are you currently moving closer to God or further away from him? Regardless of where you started, or of where you are now, are you working to make things better in your spiritual and moral lives, or are you letting things get worse? Some of us might be tempted to choose a middle option and say things are fine. But let's be clear. Standing still is a form of moving away from God. The truth of life is that, in all things, we're either growing or we are dying. A computer engineer who does not keep up on the latest technologies will not long be effective at her job. A teacher who does not engage in continuing professional development will soon grow stale in the classroom. And a Christian who is not working to grow closer to the Lord will slowly drift away from him. This drift may not be perceptible at first. It may begin by slacking on daily prayers, or going a longer time without confession, or skipping a couple of Sundays during the summer. But eventually, small movements add up, and a drift can become a chasm. Complacency, that is, our belief that everything is fine as it is, Complacency is the great and silent enemy that suffocates us while we sleep. How do we protect ourselves against complacency? How do we keep from drifting? We fight complacency by making a commitment always to be growing or improving in some way. If we are moving forward, even if it is in small ways, even if it is in fits and starts, if we are moving forward, we can be sure that we are not moving backwards. And this is one of the great benefits of Lent. It is our yearly reminder that we are not perfect or complete. It is our yearly reminder that we ought to be deliberate in trying to grow closer to God so that we do not drift from Him. My friends, I had a choice. Check the boxes and tell myself that everything was fine. Or do the hard thing, engage my problems, and try to grow. This is a choice we all face in our spiritual lives, in our marriages, in our relationships. If I can make one strong recommendation, let's all make sure that we always have one thing that we are committed to working on. Trying to fix all of our problems at the same time can be so overwhelming that we never even start. But all of us can have one thing. One thing that we are trying to fix. One vice we are trying to fight. Or one virtue that we are trying to develop. And it may take us months or even years to make the progress we want. But if we have that one thing, and if we commit to working on it, we can rest assured that we are growing toward And not drifting away from the Lord. If we take our small steps, he will fill in the rest.